If you know God made you to make a difference, turn up the volume. This is for you. Welcome to the Purpose to Impact podcast. Here, we're digging into the what, where, when, why, and how around taking impact from an opportunity to an actual occurrence. We'll see what it looks like at the business level, church level, and personal life level too. The who, that's already answered. It's you. You are purpose to impact. So settle in and listen up. Your desire to make a difference is doable, and it starts right here. Hey, hey, welcome or welcome back to the Purpose to Impact podcast. I am so excited to kick off season two of this podcast with fresh focus, really, of how to make this a space that is valuable to talk all things purpose and impact, but practically, whether you're applying it in a ministry context, in a business context, or in just a personal life context, like, this is going to be so great. All right. Um, Oh, but I do want to tell you, so the way that we're going to be rolling from here is pretty much every month-ish, give or take a few weeks, you know, as the Lord leadeth, we'll be diving into a theme. um, And the theme for this end of July and through August is going to be mindset shifts for deeper purpose and greater impact. And so each week on the podcast, we will be going through a different aspect of that Um, And then there'll be more resources connected on the blog and a bunch of other stuff. So I'm super, super excited to bring it together in this new format. Um, So yeah, so we're kicking off season two talking about mindset shifts for deeper purpose and greater impact. And one of the first things that I thought about when it comes to like preparing our minds for these things is what habits we have or what habits we need in order to be effective. How many times have you tried to start a good thing? You know, like create a good habit. Listen, I've been trying to be consistent with my morning routine for like my whole life at this point. I am not a morning person by nature, but I'm becoming one because I'm realizing that the only way I can have a peaceful and productive start to my day is if I wake up before everybody else. (laughs) My goal is to get up before my kids every day so I can have some quiet time to start my day with Jesus, maybe even some coffee, and practice my piano before anyone or anything requires my attention. But seriously, it's like no matter how much my brain and my heart know it's a good thing and it's the right thing to do, after a few good weeks, If that, (laughs) something always throws me off track. Always. Either somebody wakes up too early or somebody else is sick or I hit snooze without even realizing it or maybe even intentionally. (laughs) It's just always something. But recently I was sitting in a church conference service when the evangelist mentioned that it takes 66 days for a habit to become second nature. That was striking to me because I, as I'm sure you, have heard so many numbers surrounding habit making and breaking and all these things, you know, seven days to form a habit, 21 days to break a habit, and many other random numbers and timestamps around this whole process around making or breaking habits. But 
this number, 66 days, that was in reference to habits becoming automatic. Sounded intriguing. So I did a little of my own research because, hi, captain of team nerd. And I found that indeed, according to a 2009 study from the European Journal of Psychology, it takes an average of 66 days for a new habit to become automatic. Like, as in, it's not a struggle anymore to do this thing or to make it happen. Your brain just naturally does it now. To be completely honest, I don't think I've ever gone 66 days in a row waking up at the same time, let alone before everyone else in my house, so that I can keep this morning routine thing going. That's probably why it's still so hard to stay in the habit of doing it, even to this very day. But when I think about that number, that 66-day number, it really isn't surprising that this is the milestone that we have to make it past. In the Bible, numbers have significance. Well, in the Bible, everything has significance. So, I mean, it's the word of God. Therefore, of course, the numbers mean something too. Six is the number of man. That's the day that we were created. And so the number 66 kind of like emphasizes that because it's the, you know, the dual presence of that number six. It really just emphasizes that human fleshly nature that so ferociously wars against our spirit, striving to be more like our maker. And in doing all this fun research, I also read somewhere that some people believe that the number 11 represents disorder. I don't know. But if that is the case, then multiplying the number of man by the number of disorder would land us as 66, which could totally make a case for why it's such a struggle to get past ourselves and finally experience a natural flow of the habits we're trying to create, the good ones at least. In Romans 7 verses 18 through 19, the Apostle Paul captured this struggle beautifully. He wrote, For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Like, seriously, I can totally vibe with that frustration. (laughs) But how do we overcome that? Well, just a few chapters later in Romans 12, Paul says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Sacrifices require death. To be a living sacrifice means we are a walking example of what it means to kill our own will and live out God's instead. And given that Jesus gave his natural life for us, this is, as Paul says, a reasonable way to serve him. But here's how we accomplish that. It's only through the transformation and renewal of our minds. Our brain controls our whole body. A transformed mind will change every aspect of how we function. But that process doesn't happen overnight. It takes consistent effort on our part that is catalyzed by the indwelling spirit of the living God. 
Those 66 days are part of that mind renewal and transformation process. But day 67, that's the day we break through. That's when we fought our flesh and successfully retrained it and can rest in this new natural rhythm like God did on the Sabbath after creation. So, okay, why are we talking about this now? And what does it have to do with purpose or impact? Well, let me ask you this. What's the thing you've been trying to start doing, but just can't seem to get or keep momentum on? What habit, either by presence or by absence, (laughs) is blocking you from being more proactive in your purpose? If you're a ministry leader, maybe it's a more personal touch that you wish you had. Maybe you've been meaning to connect with the people you lead for more than just tactical discussions or delegation or counseling, just really connecting to get to know them. If you're a business owner, maybe you've wanted to start a give back program or leverage your talents as a service provider for people who need what you know or can do. In your personal life, maybe it's making it to your morning prayer appointment consistently. (laughs) Hi, that's me. (laughs) Whatever it is, and you know what it is, let's tackle it now. Let's commit to 66 days of doing that thing so we can finally get to the point where it doesn't require a second thought. How much of a relief will that be? But why now? You're probably wondering, this is a random Wednesday at the end of July. What an arbitrary time to start something like this. But here's why it's not. We're doing this now Because the December 31st version of ourselves will thank us for setting ourselves up for success. You know, there's always a big push for these kinds of mindset shifts at the start of the year. Most of that is fueled by the disappointment that sets in at the end of the year before as everyone sits back and reflects on their missed goals and shirked opportunities and things they shoulda, coulda, woulda done. We're not going to be those people anymore. We are going to help those people by showing them a better way. More recently, you know, everyone's over the hype of New Year's resolutions. And so there's been this big push to power through those last 90 days of the year. If you're a football or basketball fan, you know the significance of the fourth quarter. Well, same is actually true in the business world. Fourth quarter, that's why Black Friday is in November. It's because everyone's trying to get that money before the books close at the end of the year. We need to end profitably. Let's crank it up. October 3rd kicks off that last 90 days or the fourth quarter of the year. But in order to be our best and realize the best God has for us as this year draws to a close, we've got to prepare. So hang with me here. In order to start the next year in the best possible place, we've got to build momentum starting at the end of this year. But if right now we're in a place of like, oh God, I don't know help, then we've got to get ourselves out of the way, work on the things within ourselves that are either holding us back or work on the things that we know we need to put in place so that we can start building that momentum. And that's what we're going to start right now. If we start whatever new habit we need, whether it's beginning a new one or replacing a bad one by this Friday, July 29th, then October 3rd, which is the first day of the fourth quarter of 2022, that day, October 3rd, will be our day 67. That day of, ah, 
this thing is on autopilot. Starting our 66 days of building consistency in our new mindset or habit now means that that thing will be automatic as we head into the last quarter of the year. For me, that means I'll wake up ready to kickstart the last 90 days of the year with a mind programmed for starting my day with quiet personal devotion time. And with that thing finally conquered, finally set in a rhythm, my mind will be totally renewed and ready to see God close out this year in mighty ways. And I'll be able to see and walk through the doors he's opening for me to be a part of what he wants to do. So will you join me? I hope you will. But we're not going to wait until Friday. Let's start today by just thinking ahead about how we're going to make this thing happen every day. What does it need to look like? What's the thing I want to start? How, like, what's the time frame for that? What needs to be in place in order to make that happen? Like, let's think through that today. We're going to test our plan tomorrow, Thursday. So we'll know if we need to take a different approach <laughs> when we get ready to start on Friday. Now, if you're like me and you could use a little reminder and encouragement to do the thing every day, text DAY67, day 67, to 833-459-3617, and you'll get a little purpose push text from me each morning of the challenge. It's one line and one verse to think about for the day. That's it. Just enough to keep you moving towards that life-changing habit that will anchor you for deeper purpose and greater impact. I am so excited about what this is going to do in our minds and the ripple effects that will flow from it into our ministries, our businesses, our relationships, our communities, everything that we touch and are a part of. And even more, how this is going to be a catalyst for us to take 2023 by storm for the kingdom of God. I cannot wait. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this time we're able to share together, just being encouraged by your word, by your saving grace that promises renewal in our minds, in our bodies, in our thought processes, in everything about us through your spirit. Without you, Lord, we can do nothing. And so I pray that you would go with us as we embark on this challenge to become more purposeful and more impact oriented. I pray for our minds that you would cover us, that you would bring clarity, that you would bring wisdom and discernment that can only come from you. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would endeavor to seek you more deeply throughout this challenge and in the days and weeks and months that follow, and that we would come to know you more closely, more intimately, and that you would be an integral part of everything we think, we desire, and we endeavor to become and to accomplish. Let it all be for your glory and for the good of those you have positioned us to impact. In Jesus' name, amen.